0: Welcome back and thanks for tuning in to Oil & Gas Onshore, where I am on a relentless pursuit to bring value, unity, and information to the energy industry one conversation at a time. So sit back, relax, and remember that even this very device you're listening on requires some form of hydrocarbon. This episode is brought to you by our new sponsor for the Oil & Gas Onshore podcast, a big shout out to Technip FMC, a company who truly represents the future of the oil and gas industry. Hey, everyone. Look, not only do you get awesome weekly content by listening, now you've got a chance to win some serious swag brought to you by Technip FMC. Each week, one lucky listener will win a bundle of gear, which includes everything I'm about to list. Seriously, everything. An audio duffel bag, a Yeti tumbler, an executive power bank power charger, a Columbia NetGator, and a set of AcePods 2.0, which are the true wireless Bluetooth earbuds. All you got to do is click the link in the show notes and enter your information to win. Simple. Now go get your swag on. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm here at the Canon with John Dinkins, executive account manager at MS Directional. This is the second interview with MS. For those of you who've been listening for a while, I'm sure you guys heard the episode I did with Shane Sure, Such a gentleman. You work with Shane, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Yeah, Shane is a coworker of mine. Yeah, yeah.
0: no, he's a good dude. and yeah, uh, Shane's great dude. For all the snow cone lovers out there, he, him, and uh, I think his wife started a snow cone. Out, yeah, uh,
1: another one of our coworkers, Seth Hill. Oh, okay. So Shane was... and Seth got together. I guess maybe April or right before the summer, and yeah. decided to buy a snow cone trailer and ship it around the yeah ship it around the city. Yeah, because they've actually been. Because it's Heights Ice Baby, that's so funny. And so I guess name. they're headquartered in Heights, <laughs> but mobile business being, it, it can go anywhere. And they've, I think they've done some stuff at whatever that market over it is, and maybe Hockley or Richmond or something. And then okay, they've came, to, they've come down to Bridgeland. And they've done birthday parties and stuff. Oh, that's so, such yeah, a good I've idea. So yeah, I've taken my son down to the Heights and out at Bridgeland where I live. Yeah, no I've yet to do it. My daughter loves snow
0: cones. So if, if Shane or anyone out there listening, I apologize, buddy. I haven't made <laughs> it out there, but I have full intent too. And hopefully the weather is nice this weekend. Maybe I'll take a rip down to the Heights to see Heights ice,
1: baby. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, but John, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. How's things been for you? Man, I mean, things are pretty good. They're getting yeah. better, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm, you're catching me here and... In- What are we in November? I mean, if you had asked me in June, it'd be a little bit different of a story. (laughs) Yeah. Rig count was way down. Yeah. But we're climbing back out. And I think we, I would say that we're we're a lot stronger than we were, you know, last year Mm -hmm. at this time. Rig count, obviously a little bit down, but that's Mm -hmm. across the board for everybody. Yeah. But I mean, we put a lot of money into technology. We've got a nice little facility out in Katy, just a bunch of engineers Thinking up stuff, mm-hmm. putting stuff together, getting things out at an alarming, fast rate yeah. you know, technology to the field mm. and testing things. And it's working out really well. Yeah. We're picking up rigs. we yeah. picking up work. We've got some pretty loyal customers. Awesome. Even some new ones. Yeah. Which is always nice.
0: It is. No, <laughs> it's gaining market share and, and continuing to grow is, especially right now, is so cool to see because there's some companies that, you know, unfortunately just haven't had haven't really been in the position to survive. Companies like you guys have done well. And like we were talking before, I think the ones who survived this are are coming out stronger, more efficient, leaner, hopefully more disciplined on the capital perspective. But nonetheless, yeah, it's been an interesting year. And, you know, we're here in person, which is nice. How does it feel
1: to not be on a Zoom call right now? Oh, man, it's great. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. I was just literally in the parking lot on a, wait, the crazy thing about, it wasn't zoom it was it was webex Yeah, someone was having issues <laughs> the host was having issues so he had to send another invite out that was microsoft teams oh man but luckily i've done them all yeah <laughs> zoom ringcentral microsoft teams webex yeah there's several other apps i have on my phone so been, For, yeah um, very versed in the uh, conference call, <laughs> video conference call, yeah, realm. No kidding. Yeah, well, I think nuts. for service companies like us, we have to be able. to, We have like eight
0: different ones that we have to be able to use and log into, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because some customers they only use Microsoft Teams, and then some mm-hmm. customers they only use Zoom, and for the most part, I think you know they all work well. And then most of the time, most of the bugs have been kinged out. But but yeah, you do get some cross threading with like, oh, I can't log into this one. All right, everybody, <laughs> jump onto the next one and. <laughs> It just becomes a mess but thank goodness for technology because if this would have happened 15 or 20 years ago you know it would have been it would have been miserable and we wouldn't have been able to scroll the gram or watch netflix for hours on end so there's definitely been some highlights and some interesting takes over the last year. But before we get going, we were talking right before we got on the show about some sort of community initiatives and engagement that that you guys are part of and just something that you wanted to mention. So I'll let you go ahead and talk. You were talking about like U of H with AADE and some different things. So go ahead and, and mention that before I forget.
1: Okay. Yeah, I did want it to. So whoever's listening and service vendors, operators in any realm of the oil and gas I am the liaison between the U of H chapter of the AEDE and the Houston chapter AEDE. So Mm -hmm. we're always looking for companies, service companies, operators to come and either talk to the U of H students or attend their general meetings, host or sponsor happy hours or any kind of, sometimes they do chili cook-offs, stuff like that. This past year, they usually do a clay shoot. It got canceled or uh, I would say postponed. Yeah. But I mean, it may not end up being until next year, (laughs) but we're always looking for sponsors for that. Cool. So if you, if anyone out there has any questions or want to be a part of the U of H Petroleum School, ADE, give me a shout, I guess my email address and stuff will be on
0: yeah we'll put your contact information in the show notes and you know for whatever reason people can't get a hold of you they can reach out to me and we can connect each other but for the listeners out there i really encourage you to engage in this just because you know right now we're seeing an interesting transition there's a lot of folks leaving oil and gas there's a lot of people kind of questioning you know the direction but at the end of the day our industry is not going anywhere it's changing it's evolving just like everything does but the fact of the matter is is we're going to need talent and we're going to need to encourage young professionals to commit to oil and gas commit to energy and so the more that we can do as you know leaders in the industry to encourage the up and comers that's going to help our industry and and we it's just it's all about giving back and, and making sure that you know as leaders today we we groom the leaders of tomorrow so i appreciate what you're doing john i mean that's really cool i didn't know you were a part of that how did you get involved with that
1: so I went to U of H, I went to St. Houston also went to U of H. And, okay. Uh, Go Cougs. Woo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Baby. <laughs> yeah. One of the guys over there that was on the board, Rusty Ritz, he was doing it kind of at a time and he just needs someone maybe to put a little bit more effort into it. He was, since he's already on the board doing other things. Yeah. He, so he passed it on to me, asked me to do it and I've been doing it for, this is be my second year. Cool. Which the first year was great. Last year was good. Yeah. This year's been a little bit interesting. A lot of things have been postponed. All the meetings have been all over a virtual meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, I guess if I if I ever need to brush up my resume, I can start listing all the uh, virtual meeting experience. <laughs> yeah, I have. proficient in da. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not you don't just have to
0: be good at Excel and Microsoft Word. Now you need to be proficient in all the video conferencing platforms. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. No, well, exactly. good for you. And yeah, it sounds like and, 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 you know it's neat. And I've always, you know, kind of been on the fence about doing it. And I know it takes up some time. But yeah, if anyone's interested, holler at John, I'm sure he'll help point you in the right direction and get you involved. Something else I want to highlight. Actually, it's some fascinating technology provided by our sponsor, TechNip FMC. Their new and integrated iComplete ecosystem is digitally enabled and delivers efficiency benefits by dramatically reducing components and connections while simultaneously providing real time data to operators about the well pad operations with regards to frac. TechNip FMC is continuing to push the limits in order to achieve full frac automation. I recently did an episode with some folks. From Canada that are you know teaming up with Technip FMC, and quite honestly, I think it's going to be the Uber for oil and gas. It's disrupting the industry, and I know everyone's sick of hearing you know disruption this, disruption that. But I'm truly a believer in what they have going on. So a big shout out to Coldboard Technologies and Technip FMC. You guys are on your way to to you know setting the world on fire in, in such a cool way. So a big shout out to them. If you want to hear more or, or get to know more about iComplete, click the link in the show notes or check them out on LinkedIn. So. John, we talked about 2020, but for you, what's the best thing that's happened for you this year? Like, is there any silver lining that you can think of to say, you know what, like it wasn't all that bad.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was nice to be able to spend time with the family. That's been a big one. I mean, we have a newborn. Yeah. We literally had a baby or I didn't have a baby. My <laughs> wife had a baby. It's a team effort. June. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I was involved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, June 6th yeah june 5th okay june 5th, sorry yeah yeah and so he's been growing up in this 2020 year yeah which he doesn't know any different yeah he doesn't know anything no <laughs> <laughs> except <laughs> where the bottle is yeah yeah <laughs> he's doing good and that's been nice cool we always it was funny i i probably say this all the time everybody's probably getting sick of it but it's like i always knew my summer was going to be kind of ruined anyways or at least you know like <laughs> yeah. i was gonna be spending a lot of time at home anyways because yeah. of the baby yeah so it hadn't been that different you yep. know? yeah yeah so, and then i've got a two-year-old okay. he just turned two in november mm. and that's been nice he was out of daycare for a little while he's back in now he okay. been in for a while yeah and i think we were talking about how his immune system's pretty rock and roll. So <laughs> no he kidding. He can
0: all. survive twenty. He can survive COVID and <laughs> being in kindergarten at the same time. So he's going to grow up with like you know a steel plate around his immune system. Yeah,
1: he's a bubble boy. He's got the bubble. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> no, I think it's good. I mean, it. Yeah, we have a five year old and and my son just turned two, and they've been in a school like so. The school that they originally went to was shut down. They were following KDISD rules, and okay. so we we just felt you know and everyone has their different stance on it, but we felt it was important to still get them into school that, that was open that still had students and, and it wasn't virtual we just really value the socializing aspect yeah you know again everyone has their, their take on that so we found a school that's a spanish immersion school okay in katie so yeah yeah i always joke i think my son's gonna be a, an esl student because the first <laughs> language he's learning like formally is spanish yeah so he can count to four in spanish but he can barely count to five in english so <laughs> i may need an english tutor here soon but uh, awesome. yeah it's pretty funny but yeah. they love it and it's a cool school it's ran by just a gem of a team and so but yeah they're learning spanish and yeah the same thing i mean you know like because at the end of the day if you're sending your kid to school it's being you know they're around other kids whose parents who knows what they're doing so like there's no control but no one's gotten sick everyone's been happy and healthy and right yeah so it's it's been good but building a strong immune system
1: nowadays is good the thing about it, we'll go back to the yeah so i've, I've got a buddy his his daughter's in the spanish immersion school she's okay. actually been in for a while oh cool good but enough. uh my sister-in-law they live in south lake okay in dallas around dallas and they just put their kids in the same thing same kind of deal with you, because the other school wouldn't let people in but the yeah. spanish immersion school would so yeah send the boys there yeah they, uh, yeah they, it seems like they were having a really good time yeah
0: no i mean i grew up in a french immersion school and so i really value you know learning a second language so yeah. i think it's a win you know and like i said everyone's been been healthy and then they take it serious you know there's masks and they clean this and that and whatever but either way it's it's been an interesting experience my daughter knows a bunch of spanish songs and so she's all about it but yeah speaking of 2020 and, and netflix are you are you much of a netflix guy yes man. Yeah. i
1: get i get kind of bogged down with it i mean i'm always on it i'm not even just the netflix right i yeah. mean it's all of them. <laughs> oh yeah it was funny i was playing with the i was on the tv yesterday and hbo max the new hbo or whatever it was hbo go now it's hbo max yeah it just and now it's able on the amazon fire stick oh yeah so I downloaded it, i had to figure out what my password was because <laughs> i haven't used it in a year yeah so now i'm back on it yeah. Uh, now Netflix is huge in our household.
0: Oh, yeah. No, it, it's crazy. And, and the reason I brought it up is obviously it's, I, I think everyone's Netflixed and chilled pretty hard this last year. But I saw they recently plan on increasing rates, you know, one to two dollars per month, which, you know, it's funny because it doesn't seem like much. Yeah. But then I was looking and so they have 193 million global subscribers. There you go. That's a company that's going to make in revenue 193 million dollars each month <laughs> and 2.3 billion dollars a year just by increasing one dollar yeah like couldn't it, it would be amazing if we could do that on our in our industry when it's like hey we're just going to increase our day rate
1: by one dollar and then all of a sudden boom you got yeah,
0: yeah. millions of dollars in the bank account no,
1: yeah that would be nice yeah yeah but, but it's, that's i mean th- think about a lot of people that use other people's user accounts so that's yeah. probably why they're jacking it up they're like we got to make sure we, we get all this revenue <laughs> yeah
0: well it's like disney plus i think i mean again i think i'm surprised they haven't regulated that more because like you look when you log in you can have like four or five different accounts mm-hmm. I, I don't know like just think how much money they could make by somehow controlling that which i think they could i don't know why they let people do that <sighs> which i'm thankful for don't get me wrong yeah yeah
1: i will advantage of it yeah I, I do, to a point i definitely do be honest and they'd be silly to think that people aren't yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it would be almost like kind of dumb. Not yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Free content. Basically we're in the same family. Yeah. It's, you know, just because we have different TVs doesn't mean anything. Right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: no, it's, is there yeah. anything you're watching right now? That's pretty cool, man.
1: What did we, what did I just watch? Sometimes I get on these like tangents where I just go like straight documentaries and mm. stuff. Oh, they're the best. Like I watched that voting one on Netflix, like voting explained or whatever. Okay. I all. Have you watched those explained ones? I have. They're really quick. Okay. Like 20 minute kind of just dive oh, in real quick. Yes.
0: I've watched because yeah. n- they don't really tie into each other. They're just like their own yeah. separate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's one I've... about
1: music, I think. There's yeah. There's one about sports and yeah. billionaires and stuff like that. Those are cool. Uh, yeah. The gender gap, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> i've watched like all of those nice good for uh, you man. man i'm just trying to think what show it's like oh we're watching that on oh, no, that's on hbo the undoing watching the undoing okay. okay i haven't man i've been it's with nicole kidman and hugh grant okay it's kind of a murder thriller kind of deal gotcha it's good yeah you know what's one that we recently watched which
0: like scrolling through it i would have never done it my wife mm-hmm. clicked on it and then i found myself kind of getting hooked it's Queen's Gambit or something. it's seen it.
1: I've got it on the list. Yeah, it is. Saved it. I just haven't started it.
0: I was like blown away. I was like, really, this chick playing
1: chess? Like, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's about I say a
0: chick, a lady playing chess that like grew up playing chess and then she makes it big and she goes through her own struggles and it is a neat story and it's kind of got this dark narrative to it and so it's again like you look at it on Netflix like ah why would I watch a lady want to play chess like you know maybe thought it was like for teenagers but the storyline and the writing which again. Netflix good. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth it. So, that was the most recent one that we watched, but definitely on the list. There you go. Yeah, it's And then too, like they've got Christmas movies coming out and Christmas shows coming out. So, I'm pumped about that. I'm a huge I love Christmas. I love like watching. I watch Elf every year if everyone oh, yeah. out there is a big elf fan, you know, Solid. pound that, you know, virtual fist bump. So speaking of holidays, or what you were about to say.
1: Sorry, I went to my Netflix to see what I've been watching. Okay. So continue watching for John or whatever. Yeah. It's like the last thing I watched was Chappelle's show because oh, it just came out yeah. on Netflix. That's right. And I'm literally just re-watching them, right? Oh, yeah. They're but,
0: classic and they get you going. I mean, it's,
1: it's so funny, man. I love it. You know what the crazy thing about it is I don't know if it would work. This <laughs> like in 2020. Like, uh, no, I don't know if... There is some crazy stuff in that. You're like, oh, how did he get away? I mean, he's a comedian, so most comedians get away with that kind of stuff,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I think now... It would be questionable and, <laughs> and there'd be a lot of pushback. Whereas back in the day, I feel like there, there wasn't nearly as much sensitivity around yeah, certain topics. There's
1: a little bit more leeway yeah. back there. Now yeah. it's a little bit tighter.
0: Right. Well, I'm anxious to see. I don't know if you're a Kevin Hart fan, but he just came out with his new stand up comedy and it's oh, nice. like Give Zero F's, basically, is what oh, it's okay. called, and it's, or Zero F's Given. Yeah. And so I wonder how offside he's going to go. But nonetheless, it's yeah, <laughs> you're never short of content when it comes to Netflix yeah. and every other streaming device. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, I know everyone out there is like, isn't this an oil and gas podcast? But yeah, <laughs> we like to, you know, you get two salesmen in the same room and you get to BS and about all sorts of yeah. stuff.
1: Holidays. Are you excited
0: about the holidays or what? Yeah, man. The holidays looking good. You sticking Thanks.
1: around or are you yeah, traveling? Yeah, I mean, we're sticking around. It's, we've got that baby. Yeah. The baby doesn't really want to travel much. <laughs> I think we'll go to Dallas for Christmas. Okay. Next week, I think wednesday i'm making a big pot of gumbo and then my parents are coming over and on thursday and then i think saturday my wife's parents are coming over so we're gonna kind of just stick it at our house we're having a i don't know if this is tmi but both of my my wife and i are both having a procedure she's getting like a little skin deal removed okay and i've got a getting it cut I'm getting it snip snip yeah hey no that's <laughs> so, i mean that's that's common nowadays I'm man thinking Good for about you. the environment
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's an environmental <laughs> thing no more kids no more, yeah no more people you don't want to increase your carbon footprint <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> you're exactly. limiting your carbon yeah. footprint yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
0: no this much electricity this much water <laughs> and beyond that you know it's not going to happen I'm doing but, my part. Uh, thank you for doing your part and being a good steward of the environment, John. I thank applaud you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank but no, that's good. I know uh, it's funny. Our buddy JP, he, ta- mm-hmm. he, he if anyone knows him or talks to him and he hasn't given you his story behind getting his procedure, it's rather funny. And, and JP is such a comical character, that silly guy there. But yeah, yeah. anyway, he always somehow finds comical relief in just about anything. <laughs> but anyway, so let's kind of get on the oil and gas track here. So, uh-huh you've been in the directional world for quite a while now when did you start I mean it's been over 10 years but how did you get into oil and gas
1: so I started with the lean drilling system I was actually in college I guess 2000 I was finishing college in uh, University of home. Houston yes right. okay and so I was still going to school and I figure I might as well get a job so I had a friend that worked over at lean drilling so I got a job in the shop there cool and they were pretty flexible with with my hours because I had to go to school as well Mm -hmm. and so after I graduated they gave me a job to the into the field as an MWD engineer or supervisor yep and so I did that I guess maybe 2007 and I did that for a couple years I got laid off in 2009 or 2008, right? Okay. When it I mean, when I got hired, I think oil was like 120 or 140. <laughs> yeah. And then when I got laid off, I think it might have been 100 or something. It was just trending down. Ooh. So that was my first downturn. Yeah. The funny thing about it is I was on rigzone.com. Yeah. So Rigzone's still around. You know, I think it
0: is okay. but there's so many new ones that are i yeah. would imagine better but yeah rig zone was like the hot spot yeah for i mean that's news right. and hiring people and
1: job yeah yeah that's, i was on the rig and i was the lead hand i was out in blacklands parish on a barge rig in the gulf mm-hmm. and All my hands kept, all the night hands kept getting called in and getting, hey, John, I got laid off. Hey, John. Literally three guys got laid off. (laughs) I was like, I'm not probably not, I'm only 23. I got no kids. I'm probably going to be the next one cut. Yeah. So I got on rig zone and applied to a sales academy job with Baker Hughes. Huh. And- I got that job. Well, I got laid off. And then I got that job. Like uh, I had already applied while I was on the rig. Yeah. You knew and it was coming. To yeah. I, might as well plan. I, I got it. ahead of it. It was crazy. Good for you. And I was coming back from San Marcos. Someone had just graduated and I was at a graduation party up in San Marcos. I got the call and they were like, Baker Hughes, got something in the mail for you. And so I got hired on, worked there. Sales Academy is really cool. It was, it, was, it was a lot of technical training and sales training. Okay. I did it for about six months and then majority of the people that did it were hired on as account managers. No kidding. And some people were pushed out to different areas. I mean, one guy went to Tulsa, one guy went to Midland, I think. And then a few, most, majority stayed in Houston though. Mm. Actually, so my boss is actually, was in that, It was in the, I was in the second academy. I, he was in the first. Oh, no kidding. Brandon Pie was in the first and I was in the second academy. Huh. So that's how we met.
0: No yeah, kidding. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I give it up to companies, you know, the, the bigger companies like Baker Hughes and, you know, like the big three, J, Baker Hughes, Halliburton. Yeah. And, you know, the, the training you get is is you can't take it away from anybody. I mean, that's they pride themselves in that. And unfortunately, most people that are solid hands, they
1: typically see other opportunities it's, and jump. But that's that's the thing. It's, it's phenomenal training. And I mean, there's a joke that Baker is like, Oh yeah, that's where you get trained up. Yeah. And, you know, and then you work for or you work for a little bit and then you go do something else, you know. And that's you know, I mean, there's literally three four guys on the MS sales team yep. that went through that training program.
0: Yeah. Well the company <laughs> I work for, A S Drilling Fluids, I mean the majority of the people that work for us came from MI.
1: Okay. You know, and yeah. same thing, the yeah.
0: Summer type of deal. You yeah. get trained up, you get place in a bunch of different roles all over the place and right, right. and then yeah so i mean but it is what it is and, and that there's nothing wrong with it but oh, no. some people just you know opportunities come up and you take them and, and away you go but right. so obviously growing like you said you were looking for a job in college growing up did you know you're wanting to get in the wolf field or what did you want to, what was aspiring you back yeah. in the day
1: i mean i mean as a high school student i mean you know i was into sports and music and stuff okay. like that but when i got into college I guess well, I've always grown up around oil and gas though. Okay. My granddad was in it. I had an uncle, my granddad's sister's husband. He was a tool pusher out on the Gulf. Okay. He did deep, deep water stuff. We've got some several acres in North Louisiana in Benville Parish. Oh, okay. And, Your family uh, does? Yeah. It's like a family land. But cool. It was, it was literally just farmland. Farmland and trees and honey. I mean, it's about three or 400 acres, I think. Mm-hmm. My granddad, my great granddad, my granddad was born there. My great granddad, his father moved there from Alabama and they set up shop there. And then I guess in the, maybe the fifties, that's when a land man came out there and signed up a lease. No kidding. So that we've, we've had five or six gas wells out there. The funny thing about it is that's, the intro into gas oil and gas for me, it was just yeah. a new family. And then my, my dad, he works for boardwalk pipeline. So it's on the gas transportation side. Yeah, But I think I'm probably besides my uncle, that was a tool pusher. I'm probably the only one that's been more on the drilling side. Okay. Everybody else has been in other facets of the oil and gas industry, but gotcha. it's been heavy, you know, yeah. being down here in Texas, Louisiana. There's a good chance you're somehow getting yeah. roped into oil and gas. Right. Yeah. And having you know, growing up and having a rig, you know, on your on your family's property, you know, it's kinda yeah. like, oh hey. And then I when I get in that when I got a job with Leem as an MWB hand, I was I mean, that was in the Haynesville, it was blowing up. Yeah. I was probably down there in Simsboro, down off of twenty. I I was on like a follow me rig out there for maybe six months okay. or something. And I would come to my grandparents house and have dinner and then go back to the rig. rigs oh, that that's close, cool, right yeah, so, yeah. no kidding so, how neat is that that was probably that was probably my favorite time best time at the beginning was right there it was like oh this is pretty cool
0: yeah you know? no kidding that's yeah. neat man so it's, uh, it's obviously in the family in the blood and yeah. having a rig on your yard you'd be silly not to to get into oil and gas
1: that's the funny thing too is i we always keep track of it i mean we get small gas checks come in. My mom does. Yeah. Know, it's her and her brother and my other uncle there. It's just them three that split the land. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they get these small gas checks. But I found out, or I was I was looking into if anybody's doing anything out there. And they permitted it a well. No and way. I was like, huh. No way. I need way. to find out. So yeah. I hollered at our guy. So J.J. Perkins is our account manager up in Tyler. Yeah. And hollered at him. I was like, hey, man. Is Cypress operating? Or are they doing anything out there? Because I just saw they permitted a land on my family's property. Yeah. So whatever you can find out, let me know.
0: No kidding. Yeah, yeah that yeah. may be some some mailbox money coming your <laughs> yeah, way before yeah, long. Right? No? We just need gas to stay above three, hopefully kick to four. And
1: I, I mean, gas is doing okay, right? Yeah. Doing well. yeah. yeah. Oil's coming up a little. I think it was down a little bit today in 41 or something.
0: Yeah. I mean, futures look 45, 50 towards yeah. the end of the year. But I think a lot of operators have really figured out how to at least... I wouldn't say maybe get super profitable, but have managed to figure out how to make money at 45 to 50. And, you know, with a little bit of sort of rebalancing and and a little more discipline, I I think I wouldn't be mad if things stayed around 50 for a long time, (laughs) but the volatility is what hurts. So, but
1: I feel like that's what we were at last year too. Yeah. It's like, we hit 50. We'll pick up a rig. I heard that a lot from operators and customers Mm -hmm. that we were working with and it's just crazy how low it got. Yeah. And oh, then I know. Came back up, and now we're kind of almost in the same spot, but we're running a lot leaner. Like you said earlier, right? Mm-hmm. We're running so lean now. Yeah. Well, uh, they're a lot more. Con- I mean, they've always been cost conscious, but a lot more now.
0: Yeah. Well, they're they're always pushing the envelope, and it's like, okay, you know, here's our goal to drill and complete a well for X. Well, now let's see where we can shave and. And then, you know, some are spending money to get more efficient, whether that's through technology and, you know, being able to make real-time decisions. And, and that's actually something I was wanting to bring up, you know, being that you're on the directional side, talking about technologies. I mean, it seems like, you know, some of my customers, you know, they're even they're working towards you know automation. And by that, it's, you know, let's see if we can eliminate people from the rig. Right. You know, if we can, if we can have one directional driller that controls two or three rigs versus, you know, six on three rigs type of thing, or, you know what I mean? Like essentially reduce headcount through better technology to be able to drill wells from the office, essentially. I mean, so with that, thought in mind for you what's been the biggest technology advancements in directional drilling and and where do you see it going
1: man automation is huge it's a (laughs) big buzzword along with data analytics i guess buzzwords yeah yeah but automation is a huge part of what we're doing over at uh, ms we're not new to the game as far as the directional side like directional drillers being in the office and doing that we're coming up on that you know we're working on automated slides and yeah stuff like that i know a lot of other companies are doing that i mean there's operators that are running fully remote that's crazy Uh, but then you always have those operators that man we really want to push that way but then there's other operators that are like no i don't want to touch that Mm -hmm. so but then there's the ones in between where we're like we want your directional guys on location, but don't necessarily want your MWD hands. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of that. Okay. Two kind owned. of a hybrid-ish system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of like two DDs out there and MWD running from our office. So we have a we have a center down in the Patterson building. I don't know if everybody knows, but Patterson owns MS. Mm-hmm. And our, some of our MS guys, they're all in that kind of bubble down there and working together but our MS guys have this go tech center. It's our 24 seven center. And that's where we run all our remote stuff. Okay. But then there's a lot of automation on the other side. can't really go into it. Sure. But the technology's there. We're just, building processes basically i mean that's a huge thing right now that's exciting uh, and i I, any kind of all processes that are affiliated with automation wow yeah
0: that's neat and being that i'm on the fluid side you know there's not much automation that goes on with that so i'm always fascinated talking to folks like yourself that are in the drilling world that you know because i think ultimately the goal you know whether it's in 5 10 15 years would literally be have, you know, some mechanics on the rig and everything does itself from the office. And, you know, while that may seem Jetsons like, but uh, I think ultimately that's the direction we're going. And so it's neat to see companies really pushing and and investing in that because, you know, eventually it will save money in the long run and and get more efficient, drill better wells, which equals better production, which equals, you know, less wells essentially to drill. And so there's definitely the chain effect. Or the domino effect from getting automated and just drilling better wells is there's a huge return on that investment. So it's neat
1: to see. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> oh, go sorry, ahead I don't want to Yeah. You, no. No. But, go ahead. But having that, so MS being a part of Patterson is is, is a pretty big plus, I'd especially imagine. in the realm that we're in now, where the rig is working a lot with all the other different divisions. And I mean, there's other companies that have the same thing. Sure. You know, and I think. where the future is or where we're going Mm. is more of that almost i mean i don't want i mean i'm just an account manager but i would say there's going to be more of an integrated thing yes yeah and we're seeing it in other companies we're not necessarily into i mean we're we're getting there but it's we're we're, we kind of operate separate from patterson but they're doing a lot of stuff that's going to be more integrated cool i think i think
0: yeah well and you're seeing it and like i'd mentioned about technic fmc and they've, they've got an integrated frac type of technology that they're bringing okay. to the table and so i think we're seeing it in drilling and completions but integrating different services and integrating different technology to have a central brain on the rig i think is or like a centralized platform where everything kind of integrates like we were talking about corva yeah. and having People feed their data into it and, right. and it coming out. So yeah, it's it's all slowly coming together. But the tough thing is, is and I always find it interesting on a rig, you may have 15 or 20 different companies <laughs> working together yeah. to achieve the same goal. Yeah. And they compete with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're a directional company that's on a say an HP rig. Well, yeah. Patterson would rather be on that rig, of course. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so like there's that challenge. And so I don't know like in the future how you know, cause again, and, and you know, you, you, hear about, you know, like the big, like summer J has, you know, like they try and paint the rig blue and then everything's one company and, mm-hmm. and like, but you, you hear there's challenges with that. And so, I don't know, it, it'd be an interesting evolution on how, like whether that stays a bunch of like different companies drilling one well, or if ultimately like a operator just will do it all themselves and hire people internally. But
1: yeah, I don't know what the future looks like with that. It's a good know. point too. I mean, yeah, I think the whole operators have tried, you know, yeah. to to hire directional drillers and I mean, what was it? Chesapeake? Didn't they own a rig company? I'm trying to think what the I think Nomad? Yeah. Right? Right. And then they had their own directional drillers. Yeah. And it didn't work. I'm pretty sure that Patterson owns Nomad. like last or a couple years ago or something yeah well it's i
0: guess it's easy to (laughs) as an operator if if something goes wrong it's easier to pin it on a service company right oh yeah yeah. so it's like you don't want to take accountability for yeah for it and again it's you know and some do some don't but but from a liability perspective it's probably nice to not have to to assume all the risk i would think right
1: well i mean that's one thing about the directional and the drilling how the drilling contractor how uh, it it gets kind of gets kind of hectic in the mm-hmm. contracts when you're trying to you're trying to do both they're kind of the same i mean some i mean i know people have done it but i mean the rig goes on downtime because there's a motor failure and no one gets paid right you're like oh man but the rig's looking like no it's that motor well, like, well you own that company and it's yeah. the contract it's code 8 or something yeah. right yeah yeah it's like, uh, get sticky it does you know? right yeah. and then it's it's something we deal
0: with and so yeah, yeah there, there's advantages to both right yeah so, it, uh, yeah
1: and it could be a way it could be the way if we can figure yeah. out how to do it then there there could be a way
0: yep yeah. yeah no it's it's and i'm sure there's conversations in the operator's office about it all the time Absolutely. so we'll see how all that goes but yeah so obviously like you mentioned being on the sales side how have you adapted through the downturn being that, you know, there's not as many lunches, happy hours, you know, there's not as many networking opportunities. Golf certainly is one that most people are still comfortable with, but a lot of folks are still kind of hesitant on how much they involve, you know, engage with other people. So how have you adapted and and what's worked? What hasn't any observations on, on people's, you just social patterns that has made it hard to do your job?
1: yeah i mean it's that de- we definitely met a lot of challenges head on in march when everybody everything just got shut down mm-hmm. it was very uncertain what's going to happen so i think there was probably a month there where it was just like let's just kind of chill let things kind of cool down see what happens and mm-hmm. then it's like really like oh wow we're really getting locked down yeah and so offices were closed all that kind of stuff so we 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 started that. Little, we started a little show that we were doing. Basically, we so we use Ring Central. For okay. Virtual meetings. Yeah. And Shane and I and Seth, our other sales guy, we started this parts on carts. And so we would do like an MWD. We did motors. So we did that for a few times, and then awesome. We probably did three or four episodes, and we're probably going to start it up. Hopefully, we start it up here again when we can tell people about our technology. Yeah. <laughs> And that worked out really well. And hopefully it comes back. And then the whole meetings, like meetings were just virtual, right? Or phone calls or emails. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to get business or at least tell, you know, let people know the good word, like, hey, we're having a lot of success. All you can really do is call them or send out emails. Mm -hmm. So the email have just been flooding out. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I don't know when the first time, but... A lot of the people, a lot of people that I've, that I've dealt with operators, customers, friends, their customers, so JP calls them frustumers or something yeah, like for, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So I've had lunches, we've had dinners, been doing a lot of golf. Yeah. My golf game was like okay in March and I played so much that it got so bad. I, got, <laughs> I went down, <laughs> but I'm now climbing out of a hole. So it's getting better. Go. But good. I mean, it's literally, we're throwing tournaments. Like we have the Oilfield cup. Yeah. It's a little exclusive kind of deal. And I like that. I've had a lot of people asking me about that. We're, yeah, we're I mean, getting a good it, thing there. It, it was a good time. We'll be coming up in December. It'll be our fourth one. Yeah. So, That's and then awesome. there's, a, there's, there's another guy, this Doug Oni guy. He does a golf tournament game he calls it the game and it's yeah. out out on the north side cool it's more on the completion side yeah so i remember going out there one of the guys from patterson told told us about it and we went out there like i don't really know anybody out here yeah it's because they're all completions guys yeah so but it was nice you know like all the drilling and completions guys now it's getting a little bit more integrated Yeah. you know yeah uh, so golf has been a big help yeah you know, to no hang out with people but i mean For sure well lunches have come and gone you know not really much happy hours with all the bars being closed no right? kidding yeah you know it's made it tough but the people that are kind of a little bit more shy or, or not shy but a little bit more hesitant about getting out because maybe they have someone that's high risk yeah you know which, which is totally understandable haven't been able to really spend much time with them but you know mm-hmm. this is really all you can do is let them know what, what's going on yeah i mean social media is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's really I mean, I can't tell you how how big it is. Yeah, for us, but for everyone. Yeah. I think we're we probably need to get a little bit better at it. I mean, there's a lot of data out there, but it's just like little tidbits. Like, hey, this is what we're doing. Yep. Yeah. Check us out, give us a ring, you know. We're having a lot of success here. And you see it across the board. I mean, a lot of companies are having successes and putting it out there, and that's really all you can do. Yeah. Other than having like the little virtual meetings, like where you're expoing your tools. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we've adapted. No. and, and it,
0: Yeah. No. And and I think, you know, there's probably a lot of similarities amongst a lot of different companies, but you know, it's, it's, you got to keep your foot on the gas. And, you know, again, you mentioned social media. It's, you know, I think at least I know LinkedIn has been like blown up. People yeah. are investing money in social media campaigns, but it's like you said, it's creating awareness around the successes and the performance and different technologies that you could normally verbally communicate because you're seeing people, you're going into someone's office and then you knock on someone else's office and, you know, but now it's like you got to somehow provide a message and create content and show value mm-hmm. in other ways. And social media is great. But then it's it's one of those things that like I felt like LinkedIn was very effective and it still is, but now it's getting flooded. And so it's like, yeah. well, now what do we do? Because, right. you know, people are starting to unfollow people, unfollow, you know, like companies. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm literally scrolling through commercials all day long. Yeah. It's like, geez, now what do we do? And, and yeah. so, you know, that's things like podcasting and free webinars and, and just really is, is, you know, picking up work and maintaining work. It's challenging. And so it's like, how do you create value aside from what you're doing on the rig level? to highlight, you know, how ultimately we can improve on your drilling operations. It's tough, but yeah, the reality is and I guess the nice thing is is everyone's on an even playing field. Like, hmm. you know, no companies are facing COVID any different than any other one. So it's yeah, like Yeah. True. So that's I guess it doesn't make it any better, but it's nice to know that you're not at a disadvantage living in, you know, Houston versus living in Dallas. So you know what I mean? Like Right. So, it, But, yeah, it, it, it's been an interesting ride. And, and it sounds like, I mean, like I said, you guys are doing well. You're continuing to invest money in R&D and, and yeah. create technologies. And, I mean, your golf game is, is hopefully getting on the <laughs> up and up. So you'll be invited to some big fancy tournaments <laughs> with, with the big players. And you just never know. But, no, I like I give it up to you. You know, you, you basically started that little tournament thing. And, you know, guys like JP are hosting dinners at, you know, Capital Petroleum. Right. and so yeah, we're adapting, and you know people are just having to to do what they can during these times. But hopefully, hopefully, this silver bullet vaccine that's ninety five percent effective just <laughs> saves the world here in the next few months, and the way we go. But yeah, no, I appreciate that really. So for for you and what you do, what do you like most about your job? I mean, you're obviously you've been in directional drilling, you're in customer service, for lack of better words, being in sales. I mean, what's the most rewarding thing for you? Being, you know, a directional salesman, basically. Man, it's a big
1: question. I mean, besides, I enjoy it. I mean, you know, I'm out there busting it, just hustling, Mm -hmm. right? And that's always, it makes you feel good. Yeah. Obviously, it's nice to be able to support your family. For sure. But it's always nice to see something, a result, right? I mean, when a well's done and you get to see, like, oh, man, we did really well on that well. Like, oh, look, we need to probably... Change this, do that, and mm-hmm. and but you can see it, right? Yeah. And physically look at the data and be like, oh, man, we did really well. This is where we need to prove on. Mm-hmm. So that's rewarding. The networking, getting to know a, a bunch of different people, I think that's great. I mean, that's, that's the customer service side, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Am I in, and my personal personality fits in that way where it's like, oh, yeah, I get to go hang out and play golf yeah. and, and talk business. Yeah. That's always good. Of know, course. Or go to lunch and just kind of shoot it and, you know, talk a little work, you yep. know, I think that's really rewarding. And then getting a job. Yeah. Rewarded a job's the best. <laughs> yeah. It's the best <laughs> feeling in the world, <laughs> right? It, is, it really is. Cause you're like, it's almost, it's like hitting a home run or. Yeah, it is. Or a hole in one. I don't know. I've never hit a hole in <laughs> but <laughs> I have a feeling it's probably something like getting some work. <laughs> yeah.
0: No kidding. <laughs> I would agree with that. It, it is rewarding. And you know, for me, it's it's really just, just giving and and helping people achieve their goals, you know, being part of something that's bigger than myself. It's like, okay, you can drill a good well, which Mm -hmm. the operator can produce a good well. And essentially, you know, and then we're providing energy for the world. And so it's, you know, you look at it down the supply chain link, and it's, we're really helping, you know, society. And so that's, you know, on the big picture of things, it's really interesting. But from a more of a micro level, it, you know, there's nothing better than, you know, a customer saying, hey, you know, you guys did a really good job on that. Well, it's just like it sounds small, but it's like, you know, it gets it, it gets you just fired right up. Yeah. And being able to contribute to the success of an oil and gas company, at least for me, is is definitely something that and, and I was just I always love giving. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'd rather I feel better giving and doing work for someone than someone doing something for me. Yeah. Absolutely, um, and, and I think us salesmen and account managers—that's who we are is we're all about helping and being resourceful. And yeah. what do you need from me? Let me know. I'm here for you. Like just give, give, give. To me, is a great feeling. Like I, I would be. It would be odd for it to be the other way around. Which some people like <laughs> it, it. You know what be, I mean?
1: Yeah, it would be kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, like people doing stuff for me all the time. Like, I know, yeah, like I can handle my own stuff, but I'll do this for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. Yeah.
0: But again, I think deep down a lot of us salesmen, especially in the oil field, and I'm sure every industry has that that same sense of just having that sense of giving and, and helping is something that we thrive on.
1: Yeah. And it's rewarding. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Seeing the results is it's rewarding for sure. Yeah, 100 yeah. yeah. percent. And helping, like you said, like helping in an oil and gas company, that's that it's, 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 contributes yeah you know to energy and to the rest of the world it's pretty sweet
0: yeah no it it's there's not too many there's not too many industries that that really make an impact on how we live as human like humanity right because absolutely like energy has helped us evolve as humanity like time and time again i mean yeah. it's it's helped solve some of the world's problems and yeah. to be part of that solution is crazy and i don't think really people Give themselves enough credit, nor do I think the world gives people in oil and gas or in energy, regardless of where it comes from, enough credit. Because, you know, you look at our you know, our economy, our GDP. I mean, if it wasn't for us having the energy security that we have and be able to produce hydrocarbons and energy, you know, we'd still be trying to figure out how to get from point A to point B and how to turn lights on and off. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's pretty
1: crazy. And then the rest of the world doesn't have that yeah you know yeah no it's
0: and yeah. then it, it's, they're and getting that's there nuts yeah
1: yeah i mean a lot i mean the developing world doesn't have that and yeah. that's just it's astonishing right yeah because we take everything for granted right you know, and that's that's <laughs> what it did. comes down we to. we take like, our phones for granted yeah, yeah and it's like oh the internet's not working ah it's like yeah. really that's the hugest thing it's like <laughs> I know i like shouldn't be mad at my phone for not working right now <laughs> yeah but i am <laughs> yeah i shouldn't be because i know it usually works <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah the first world problems as they say right it's but nuts. uh you know and i just you know, i was talking to someone about thanksgiving this morning and it's like what are you thankful for and i'm like yeah as much as people are so like oh you know trump this biden that oh, our country's gonna I'm like would you rather be somewhere else because i guarantee you would have a like a one-way flight back to the u.s if you had any chance living in many other parts of the world
1: absolutely so let's get
0: on team usa yeah. and keep fighting the good fight yeah
1: the majority of the country would much rather be here <laughs> yeah yes. exactly yes, yeah. It's yeah. way easier like yeah. even go to like europe i mean i've been to europe a few times and i was like man i love being there you know like 10 days but i'm like So much easier in the States. Yeah. Like just little things. Yeah. Like even going to like a convenience store, I felt like it's like, (laughs) it's so much easier. Yeah. We
0: live, we are in an age in the U S of just like, how much more convenient can our lifestyles get? man. It's again, we take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: evolving into sissies. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Exactly. Well, man, I I know you've got some things going on this afternoon, so I want to respect your time, but I got one last question here before we close out. You know, you've know, you got know young kids, you're hustling all over the place, trying to drum up work, but do you have any daily habits or routines that contribute to your success or that, that really keep you owned in, whether it's sort of something in the morning, something at night, but is there something that you do every single day that's kind of
1: like, if I do this, at least I know I check that off the box? I'm an organized person, but it's because I make a list. Okay. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. Sometimes it get the list gets a little too long. Yeah. I can't exactly take care of everything. Yeah. But having that list is huge. Cool. And I guess that's it's big in sales and in a personal life. For sure. I wish I worked out more. Yeah. <laughs> I think when the kid gets a little bit older I'll be able to. It yeah. No. I used I, to be like really into it and yeah. now I'm just like, oh man, I haven't worked yet. out in like like nine months or a year, yeah, like
0: a real work, yeah. I got you, yeah. But that it's would tough, probably man.
1: be that would a year ago. That's probably what it would be, but now yeah. it's more like just make a list. Yeah, you know what you have to do personally and work wise. Mm-hmm. And if you you knock knock the majority or the primary ones off of that, yeah, it was a good day.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, that's that's I can identify with you. I'm a huge list guy myself, and. I always have my notebook and I'm, yeah. I'm old school because I write things down. But I'm like you, man. I, I, I have a, a listing, you know, when I wake up in the morning before I start answering emails, I try and figure out, okay, what's the priority? I look back at the day before. Okay, what didn't I accomplish? What's mm-hmm. a priority? And yeah, it just, it just it kind of keeps me, you know, accomplishing the, the yes. tasks that ultimately lead to you know the goal or you know something that i know i need to accomplish yeah and then it just gives you that purpose okay what's my purpose today
1: well it's all this like let's go what can i get done yeah Yeah. that i need to get done what can wait yeah yeah
0: no that's awesome man well yeah before we close out i do want to take a moment to tell everyone about some upcoming oggn events
2: hey everybody it's savannah from oggn and here are the events on deck for april 2021 this month, we have three events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our events newsletter. We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events I talk about here. We even include events that occur two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. First up, we have our in-person event, which is the Spring Pitch Party focused on clean tech. It'll be hosted at the Canon on April 6th. Next, we have our two online events, the University of Houston PES Career Fair on April 8th, in the CSPG GeoWomen eTalk on April 20th. Other than these events, OGGN may be hosting some more live streams this month. So make sure to check out our Facebook, LinkedIn, or OGGN.com for more information about any of the live streams or events we have coming up. If you have any questions about these events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for April. I hope you guys have a great month and thanks for tuning in.
0: Awesome, thanks. And anyone out there in the Houston area interested in playing oil field hockey, come join the Hack and Whack crew for some old timer hockey. We do it every two weeks at Memorial City Mall Ice Rink. Hit me up on LinkedIn for more details. John, thanks again for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love the conversation. So, yeah, best way for people to reach out to you or to get to know more about MS, I'll put your link in the show notes for LinkedIn. I'll also put MS Energy's website on there if anyone wants to check it out. Is there any other items? And you mentioned the AADE stuff. Anything else you want to mention before we close out, buddy?
1: Man, uh, you know, if, yeah, reach out on the AADUH stuff. If mm-hmm. you've got, if anyone has a company that wants to be part of it in the general meetings or have any kind of webinar, they've been doing webinars Cool to expose their their tools and talk to the students about it and even giving the, giving the students some tips on what their company's looking for in mm. hiring because these guys are... They're going to be coming out of school. A lot of them are going to be coming out of school looking for jobs, yeah. internships, so forth. As far as the AED Houston chapter, I mean, they've got some events that are being postponed probably. But, they, I mean, they had a clay shoot. And they had a golf tournament. You yeah. know, all of them went off really well. I think they've got some stuff. Things are getting pushed back, but they're going sure. to have it. They're going to keep going. So. Cool.
0: Well, it's not going anywhere. It's yeah. just the timing's a little different. But, again, I encourage everyone to reach out. Or to engage and be part of the community. And with that being said, always remember when the density's up and the gas is down, open the choke. Let's go to town. Thanks, everybody. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next week for another episode of Oil and Gas Onshore, a production of Oil and Gas Global Network. For more information, visit oggn.com.